Hey everybody, get your motherfucking roll on. Hey, hey, oh, God. nice for what? Hey, nice for what? Hey, that shit is so lit, yo. New Orleans bounce is my shit. What's uh, good, y'all? We here, we here. Episode three. Ever, 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 yo, what up? You live? Oh. Is you live? Is you live? A little bit live. A little bit live. A little bit lit. I'm sipping and smoking hookah, so y'all might hear a little bit of. Along with a little bit of hookah smoke, um, don't be alarmed. We good to go. Kev, how's your week been, brother? You back? You back drinking and shit? It's lit. We back at the bar with it. What's going on? How's it feel? <laughs> I mean, it's good. <laughs> I've been chilling, trying to get my liver back in where it's supposed to be. Okay, right. Need that? You need that damage done. The one organ that can regenerate itself, and the one way that you can permanently damage it, we go for. We find a way to fuck shit up. <laughs> Like it's nuts, <laughs> actively, solely. Yeah. yeah, just uh, you know, living the best life I can. Yeah, but this week's um, the quote of this week is going to be, "Everybody get your motherfucking roll on," because that is just a vibe for me. That's literally my shit, yo. <laughs> literally, every, everybody get your motherfucking roll on. That's how I wake up every morning since that shit dropped. It's been an amazing like t two weeks or week and a half for music. Um, if I don't say so myself, but uh, I guess we can get into that a little bit later on. Um, my past week has been good. I'm still a little jet lagged, but I'm feeling a lot better, a lot more energetic than I've been. Um, so, you know, let's get the good times roll. That's anything good. new, anything you want to shout out, anything you want to address yeah. before we get into the agenda? I mean, I'm just, I'm just living life. Uh, my book dropped. If anybody wants my book, you know, randomguycab.com. Um, or you can find me on Instagram at random guy Kev. Um, all one word because you're breaking up. Uh, yeah, you did. Am I at random yeah. guy Kev? You broke up. How about that? I'm not drunk. You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not yet. I I will be sure. You're, dr you, you're drunk. What? You're an um, You know. I'm a functional one. I got my job. Like I'm not in trouble. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I drink and handle my shit. So I'll be that. I'll be that. <laughs> so um, the first story we're going to open up with this week, which I thought was pretty, pretty cool. Um, they out here trying to record our dreams, nigga. Like, what? Excuse me? Hold up. Wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. They I mean, that would, I, th I, think that would, I, I think that would be kind of dope. But like, though, most times we, we don't always dream. You know, Sometimes we just sleep average, and just we wake up. Four to six times a night. Um, we just forget 90% of our dreams. Ten minutes after they end. Oh. Interesting, right? Yeah. Interesting shit. Um, interesting. You want to know the reason? The reason they say we forget is because we they don't want we don't want to confuse dreams with dream experiences with what reality is. Um, there's no agreed, you know, agreement mm. on uh, the function of dreams. Some people say it's a mode of threat stimulation, like an evolutionary trait to train our brains um, to develop for threats in real life. Sometimes you dream about shit that you really like fear happening in the real world or how you handle yourself in real world situations if they were to happen. Some people say it's a way of moving memories from your short-term to your long-term memory or a way to suppress um, elevated thoughts. Others believe it's a way that you don't access information, like extra shit, so that you can focus on the important things in your life. And it helps you process emotions as well, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, they've been working on... 
Yeah, yeah they say scientists around the world dope. have been working on technology to uh, decipher the content and imagery movement. Um, they use EMGs, uh, basically, which measure nerve impulses to the muscles while you sleep, uh, which is pretty lit. They put uh, five to six electrodes on your lips and throat. Um, and before the subjects go to sleep, they pronounce every uh, phoneme, which is specific sounds of the English language, to record your muscle patterns. And that's the basis of how they figure what you're saying in your dreams. Um, a professor at Yoto University in Japan has been working on decoding the images. Um, they actually have some examples here on Twitter, uh, which is pretty dope. They basically use um, functional MRIs, which are magnetic resonance imaging, which detects your brain activity by looking at your blood flow, and it can reconstruct the images from your wake, your woke brain, based on what you dreamed about in your subconscious brain while you were sleeping. Um, they're trying to work on ways kind of to, to process audio, though. That's where the, where a lot of the trouble is. Uh, right now, which I think is pretty crazy. Um, I think it's hella interesting, but it comes to that idea of where problems will come in, where I feel like they're saying that they, it'll come to a way where they'll come up with a device that it might be like a, a pajama set with a cap that could literally function and record mm -hmm. record your dreams for you, and potentially you can even post them on social media. But the scary part is like advertisers and businesses getting a hold of your dreams and able to subconsciously implant shit to make you want to buy their products and things like that. Or, you know, getting a hold of your dreams. Wow. That's what one of the, the people that one of the scientists working on, he said that's his biggest fear. Which they say in the article is like fake, kind of like, you know, it's fake. It's like a, a useless worry or whatever. But I highly doubt that. I think he's very right. This is some sci-fi shit. Um, this is very Black Mirror slash Inception. Yes. If you guys ever seen Inception with uh, Leo, Leo, what's the name? Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, basically where you can go into people's dreams and manipulate them. Yep. And he also talked about, you know, the military using this as an interrogation. Uh, process or police officers using it to hack prisoners dreams for information so it's kind of like one of those things where they're already looking at ways to use this in law enforcement and unethically you know against people so it's kind of things where it's like yeah it'd be cool to see my dreams or to record them but in the same breath i want people all in my fucking head and in my business you know what i mean because all your dreams ain't always you know nice dreams okay dreams and nightmares yeah for real wet dreams too <laughs> that's a that's stupid I mean, that's the that's the that's the thing though. Like, do you really want to? I think I do. Um, so I remember some of my dreams. You know, I don't remember all of them, but I think that'd be pretty fucking cool to be able to record them and go back and watch them if I choose to, like a movie night, <laughs> featuring me. Eh, movie night featuring me. Uh, I mean, I guess. I guess. I I'm think that would be fucking dope it. as shit. Um. Again, everybody may not agree, but I thought it was a cool article to share with you guys. We're not going to get too deep into it, but I think that there is cause for worry. Um, again, these colonizers get a hold of some shit like this. We're going to be in trouble. Um, again, they're going to use that shit or find a way to use that shit to, you know, to oppress it, people. That's what they do. You know what I mean? So I don't think yeah. that that, like I said, it's a, it's a great idea in theory, but I think it's, it's also a lot of room for, for problems. It's very problematic in the same breath. And if you ain't woke or aware of what's going on around you, you can find yourself in deep shit fucking with something like this. Especially when they start doing the testing, oh, who wants to come and volunteer? Like, mm -hmm. nah, I'm good. Next thing you know, you disappearing and shit. Like, I'm off it. Weird. Yeah, but um, on to the, the Colonizer Chronicles this week. Um, the first story, it goes back to who we highlighted about a week or so ago in our Black Trailblazer segment. The young man who got the 20 college acceptances and full rides. So two local Fox News anchors basically said that he worked too hard. They said that, um, you know, it's all these kids at home right now, you know, sad because they didn't get accepted. And he, you know, applied to 20 schools. And I quote, we would be just as excited if he was only accepted to five. Like, what the fuck kind of shit is that? What in the white fuck 
kind of shit is that? Now, if he didn't apply to all those schools, you know, all his schools were Ivy League primarily for the most part. And they're saying he worked too hard. Mm. He worked too hard. Yeah. Now, if he had not done that, and he, he got into all, I don't even know, maybe community colleges, it wouldn't be anything. It wouldn't be what you guys are speaking about. You know what I mean? Him being a minority in a, in a world where people like people on Fox, you know, criticize fucking everything. Like, what? Why would he only apply, apply to five? The sky's the fucking limit. This kid has a 4.68 GPA, a 1540 SAT, and a 34 ACT. Why the fuck is he only going to apply to five schools? Riddle me that. Yeah. Why? It don't make no sense. Now, to segue from this into our next story, it's kind of interesting because 40% of white people think that black people need to try harder, a poll finds. You government asked a number of questions on what it called racial resentment. It's really a matter of some people tr- not trying hard enough. If blacks would only try harder, they could be just they could they could be just as well off as whites. Overall, thirty five percent of respondents agreed. Sixteen percent strongly. Nineteen percent somewhat. Forty percent. They don't know. You know what? what, what white people don't know what the fuck they want. Bruh, listen. It says forty percent alone. You got forty percent of white respondents agreed. Nineteen percent strongly. Twenty one percent somewhat. That black people just need to try harder to be equal. While 18% of black respondents said the same thing. To the black people that agreed with that shit, Fuck. y'all are full of shit. Like, that's ridiculous. All yeah. the systemic, you know, uh, roadblocks and barriers, you know, to our progress. I mean, people are still overcoming it out here doing the damn thing. Look at this young man with all these college acceptances and scholarship money. You know what I mean? Despite all of what's in our way. You could work as hard as you want, but even in that, you still won't be compensated in comparison to our white counterparts. And that's just the harsh reality of the situation. You know what I mean? So how dare somebody stand here and say, work harder? What the fuck else do you want? What else are we supposed to do? Because right. then when we do work hard, you're telling us we're working too hard. You get what I'm saying? So it's one of the things you, can, you can't win. You can't win for losing. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's, just a, it's a lot. I mean, what can you, what can you do? You just, just be chilling. Continue to be great. I just, I, like, uh, yeah, I don't got time for these white people. I don't got time for their bullshit. Just live my best life and just keep moving forward. That's it. That's all you can Honestly, do. Honestly, that's all you really can we do. We know we always have to try to outwork them. Yeah, we know we always have to try to outwork them and, you know, outperform them in whatever we do. So Absolutely. might as well just keep doing it. Absolutely. So this segues into those same members of that 40% that believe black people will be better off if we try harder, complained to CBS this past Sunday about a 60-minute episode that aired um, during primetime TV about a memorial dedicated to the lynchings of black people. Does the truth hurt colonizers? Like, I mean, let me know. What's going on? Does it, does it hurt? Like, the fact that you think you have something to be mad about at all is, is beyond me. So basically, last Sunday, um, there's a memorial opening up uh, April 26th of this year in Montgomery, Alabama, dedicated to victims of lynching in America post-Civil War. Um, it's called the, it's called the Legacy Museum from enslavement to mass incarceration, and it was featured this past Sunday on 60 Minutes. Um, Auntie Oprah hosted or whatever. Um, it featured more than 800 pillars hanging from the ceiling, which represented more than 800 counties in America where lynchings have been recorded. Each pillar includes the name and dates of, if known, of any victims that have been lynched. Um, it's actually kind of crazy because you know people used to go out here and like these. There's images and things that they showed on this documentary, basically of like white people smiling while these things are happening. 
and you know people some you know some yeah. of these white people called and complained like why would they post something like this on tv you know it's disturbing you know and all these things it's kind of like no y'all just mad because y'all have to own up to this shit y'all probably was sitting in front of the tv with your kids during primetime tv and you have to fucking explain to them what's been going on you get what i'm saying and the kids are probably wondering why are those white people yeah. smiling you know you, you try to tell them oh bad people did bad things but you see these white people smiling while people are hanging you know taking their last breaths yeah. and you know this country we live in and their shitty resume on race I can get upset. I feel the hurt for those families. I feel for yeah. those people. I can relate to those people. You get what I'm saying? Because the shit's still happening in, in modern day America. So I think it's kind of crazy yep. that you see images of black bodies hanging in the wind and you know, you feel fucked up about it. When all it does is address the American yeah. quote unquote justice system for blacks and what it's always been. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people don't get it. So, I mean, this clearly puts it in perspective for them. They also highlighted that men aren't the only victims. Um, you know, women were hung too. Uh, in some cases, those women were pregnant because if they couldn't find, you know, if, because if they were, if the man was accused of something and they couldn't find them, women would be lynched if they couldn't, you know, if they couldn't find where the guy was. Sometimes it was the man's wife, you know, his child, his grandchild, mm. whatever. These motherfuckers was crazy. Crazy as shit. Some of it is wild. Like again, these are things that we're still looking at in present day that we look back on and kind of try to reflect on. And they're saying we're we're, we're in a process of moving past, but in the same breath, it's reincarnating yourself just in another another image, another you know another scenario. You try to you know you try you try to knock one systemic issue out or you know one one injustice out of the way, and they find another way to finesse it and keep it here. Black men are being gunned down at alarming right. rates. This is the same thing. It's a modern day lynching. It's the same thing. For jaywalking, yep, selling cigarettes in your backyard on a cell phone. Like, shit's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Where Where's the crime? What is the crime? Being black. That's the crime. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. So, here's another one. Trump probably did this shit. Somebody put his okay to be white cards in diapers at Target. In March, Target customers in different parts of the country okay. began finding cards emblazoned with the phrase, it's okay to be white, and boxes of diapers purchased from the retail giant. The first card was found inside a box of store brand diapers bought in Washington, D.C. So, Yo, that's, uh... it's nuts. <laughs> like, it's been okay to be white. It's been okay to be white. It's been okay. It's not something new. Again, y'all are like, I, I don't know. How do you make yourself the victim? How are you the victim? Yeah. How are you the victim? Nah, they're the victim, yo. They hurt you. I, I, fight just because, I fight as because people are taking to platforms and not taking shorts no more and addressing this shit and calling it for what it is. They can't take it. Cannot take it. They said Target announced that the culprit yeah. was one of their own employees and they quickly fired the person for violating their company yeah. policy. They sincerely apologized and shared their guest's concern about the inappropriate message they found in their Target purchase. They've been working urgently to address the matter and are actively investigating this with their security team. You know, I mean, like I said before, it's okay to be white, but not to put business cards and target diapers white, like regular white. You know what I'm saying? Like, be may I speak to your supervisor white. Hey, you could be. Like, not to go back to your country white. Yeah. Be a Starbuckster, like a male sapien, something like that. But don't like, you know what I mean? You ain't got to be like that. Don't, don't, don't be that way. The fuck it's okay be, to be yeah, white. Don't be all extra what? like fuck out of here so you know you know how white people be mm -hmm. unfortunately so the next story in the colonizer chronicles the largest black lives matter page on facebook was a fraudulent operation run by a group of australian men they said black lives matter like a yeah. lid 
These motherfuckers funnel. Yeah, they said Black Lives Matter looks like a lick. They hit a lick on Black Lives Matter, nigga. <laughs> they made a come up. I mean, it ain't funny, but yeah. these niggas, they made upward of $100,000 to several bank accounts. Their, their Facebook page was connected to PayPal. What's crazy is Damn. Facebook shut the page down Damn. after receiving a week of calls and emails from CNN concerning the site's legitimacy. But the official Black Lives Matter page reported it previously, and it was ignored. Completely disregarded, mm. completely disregarded them letting him, let it, you know, informing Facebook that this page was false. It wasn't associated with the organization at all. The man uh, identified as Ian, his name is Ian McKay. He's associate. He, uh, he's a high-ranking official with the National Union of Workers. Um, that was also connected to other websites associated with Black rights. Um, Patrice Cullors, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter movement, told CNN that Black Lives Matter had contacted Facebook about removing this page months ago, but Facebook failed to act upon their request. They said, in the wake of the social media's platform connection to Cambridge Analytica and Russian interference with 2016 president, presidential election, Facebook responded to the Black Lives Matter controversy in a statement. Because it's good, I guess it's good for a media at this point because they're, you know, they're getting dragged because all of our information has been leaked yeah. uh, based on some company, quote unquote. Facebook gave that shit away. They gave that information away and signed a deal with this company. Now, all of a sudden, it's, oh, my God, we knew nothing about this. Uh, yeah. I call shenanigans. I call bullshit. Yeah, I mean, what can you do now? It, it's nuts. It's what's done is done. Like After it was revealed, revealed, many of the people who had even supported and gave money to the organization expressed concern. Like, how do you know going forward if this is the real page or not? You know, their concerns are fucking valid. I'd be mad. You know, you're funneling money. You're, you're consciously yeah, I mean, donating to a cause, and your money's not going. It's going to somebody else. Yeah. That And that's one of the main reasons why I don't really donate to a lot of specific things if I don't know where it's going. Right, right. And, like, this is one of the main reasons why I don't don't I don't. I don't really give money to the homeless right. because a lot of those people aren't really homeless. They're that's their daily that's their that's their extra job. Yeah. They live in a two family house or have a one family house driving something that's really nice and making 80 dollars to $80,000 a month from you off. know faking like they're homeless. Car paid yeah. Off. Student loans paid off. Property paid off. Meanwhile, we out here struggling. Yeah. I'll buy you lunch, but I'm never handing you cash. Ever. My mom always told me you never Word. give never give, uh, that, never give a homeless person money. Ever. Give yeah. them food. Give them something, you know, and, something and of that, substance. I, buy I, something, I, a resource. I, get them, you know, toothbrushes, toothpaste, soap, things they'll need, get necessities, but don't ever give them money. Yeah, I mean, I started doing that. I, 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 I once, once I saw a report on that, I was like, all right, I'm giving these people, like, food or something, like... And I would do that, and they'd be like, "No, thank you, I'm good." Right? Oh, you you sure? All right, uh, well, you got well, it. Well, then, then you don't want no money. You ain't, ain't nothing wrong with you. You straight. Yeah. But yeah. Black Lives Matter had went on to give out their actual handles, and I'm going to say them on the air. Their Twitter is at lowercase blk lives matter. Their Facebook is at Black Lives Matter capital B capital L capital M. Instagram at all lowercase Black Lives Matter. Website blacklivesmatter.com all lowercase. So our last story and our last story in the Colonizer Chronicles this week, um, there was a ch- chilling video that shows California sheriff arguing that it's better financially to kill suspects. Now this came out in 2006. Donnie Youngblood, he's a um, California County Sheriff, puts a three million dollar price tag on a person's life in this video. Um, the video was recorded in 2006 Damn. when he was looking for an endorsement, and viewers can at, can hear him 
uh, asking, when a deputy shoots somebody, which way is better financially, to cripple them or kill them for the county? And they said, kill them, an unknown person answered. And Youngblood responded, absolutely, because if you cripple them, you have to take care of them for the rest of their life, and the cost goes way up. This video was released by the president of Kern County Detention Officers Association, um, the union supporting another candidate for sheriff for 2018. And they were going through videos basically to highlight all of the promises that he failed to meet, and they stumbled upon this footage in the meantime. Um, you know, it's problematic because this county has been criticized for having the largest number of police shootings at one time. Um, and this county's officers Damn. were labeled America's deadliest police in 2015. Um, in California, in Kern County, they've killed more people per capita than any other American county in 2015. Um, opponents say that Youngblood uh, is to blame for all the violence and have accused him of reducing a human life to a taxpayer-funded payout. When a guy makes a bash shot on somebody and kills them, $3 million and the family goes away, he said in the video. He also said that I've never inferred that we should shoot to kill. Um, do I wish I would have said it differently? I certainly do. But they weren't offended back then. And those are my words and I still own them. How the fuck about that? Mm. How the fuck about that? These are the people hired mm. to protect and he's serve. He's white, right? Yes, he's white. These are the people elected in positions okay, to protect then. and serve. He's fine. It's crazy, but, I mean, but it's, you know, that shit's outlandish. Could you imagine? I mean, when I think of things, like, imagine a black person, a, a person of color saying something like this. How problematic that shit would be. They would have been. And how, how it would have got out way sooner than that. Already cool. It wouldn't have took what? Tw what's this? Tw we, 12 we, years later? I mean, we, we talked about this last week. It's, I mean, he's white. He's good. He's fine. He can do whatever he wants. He's the king of the world. And no one gives a fuck. It's fucking crazy. That's bullshit. Yeah, the world we live in. That's yeah. bullshit. They said, following the death of Stephen Clark, the Sacramento Police Department made this major body camera policy change. Officers will no longer be allowed to mute their microphones. Like, really? What the fuck? This wasn't a thing prior to this shooting? Is that not incriminating? For real. Is that not incriminating? If an incident pops off and you mute your camera or mute your, your body camera and turn it off, what the fuck are you hiding? To me, that seems that, that's incriminating to me. You have something to hide. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I if this is to protect the serve this is to protect me as well as whoever the people I'm supposed to be serving, why would I turn this off? After the incident, every police officer in the area turned their muted their cam their body cameras. They said that the police Damn, department has ordered its officers to keep the microphones of their body cameras on until an incident has concluded. Um they said the the microphones went off for about six minutes after they killed uh Stephen Clark or Stefan Clark. They said it isn't clear what officers discussed during this time. A pastor and social activist viewed the body camera footage with Clark's family, family, and he said it's very frustrating for them, you know, to find that the officers killed Clark, muted their mics following the, the slang. He said, you know, it's kind of like you're sitting there and you're like, it's a moment of like, what are they doing? What are they saying? They're saying that they yeah. sent out a memo to officers saying that they can't turn them off unless they're discussing sensitive information, such as sexual assault. Um, and that's and they have to openly kind of um, announce why they're turning off their mics. I think that's problematic, though. Because if I do some unlawful shit, I could always call out bullshit in order to okay me for turning it off. Yeah. I can call shenanigans to turn my fucking mic really? off. Like, if I really wanted to do if I was really on some shit. And the way that they're moving, this isn't going to be the first unethical act or incriminating act that they pull. It's loopholes and all of this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to police the police. I agree. You have to police the police. I think that's bullshit. So we'll see how far that goes, if it fix anything at all. Fixes anything at all. But moving on, I think I'm going to throw in, we're going to mix it up this week. And we're going to get into some media, some fun shit. 
Um, this past week for music Always has fun. been fucking amazing. Cardi dropped her album. Uh, Eric Bellinger dropped his album. Her name is Callie. I think Yuchi's or Yuchis album came out. Um, Alina Baraz album came out as well, which was pretty dope. Um, I enjoyed all of them. Have you heard Cardi's album yet? I have. How, what do you think about it? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It has it has some tunes on there. She about to have the bird squawking all summer uh, eighteen, just in time. All crazy. I was listening to a couple songs um, on there. I was like, oh okay, yeah, I got it. Like I'm living my best life with Chance the Rapper. That's a that's, that's I a like great that song. song. I like that song. I like Vicky Head, um, and I like Get Up Ten. That gives me dreams and nightmares yeah. vibes. Get Up Ten. That's a go. That's a go. Yeah. She talks real heavy on that shit. I'm here for that. I'm here for the heavy talk. All the slick talk. All slick talk. 2018. I'm here for that shit. But it's crazy how people still hate on her. You know, I just fuck like it's one of things where I, that's just the way it kind of goes. I feel like you know you're gonna have fans and you're gonna have haters. It just comes with anything you're doing, especially when you're in the public eye. Everybody got something to say. Everybody's a critic, but everybody don't got credentials. You know what I mean? Everybody got some shit to say about yeah. something. You're a critic with no credentials. You can keep it pushing. What the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? What are you doing? Yeah. Honestly, you know, she had to put a video out addressing, you know, the pregnancy and shit like that. Basically saying, you know, why well, do I have to choose between, you know, a family or being an artist? You know, I'm young, but she was like, you know, to humbly put it, I'm a millionaire. I'm like, shit, talk heavy, sis. I hear that. Still, personally, even if I was a millionaire right now at 25, I still don't think a child would be in the cards for me right now. I just feel like I want to enjoy my career more, yeah. grow more, travel more, you know. I mean, but again, with that kind of money, you could, you could get the accommodations you need to do what you need to do still. Really? You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I hear what she's saying and where she's coming from, but in the same breath, personally, if it was me, I highly doubt I'd be trying to shoot a club up right now. Um, just wouldn't be on the agenda for me today or tomorrow. I'd still be waiting until my 30s, um, early 30s. Yeah. Just a personal preference, you know, but I'm not shading her. Shout out to her Offset. Congratulations to them. You know, I wish them the best of luck with the pregnancy, with the baby, everything to come. I, I look forward to, to following this journey up until they drop that load. But um, yeah. up next, we're going to talk about Big Frida. I don't know if y'all are into New Orleans Bounce music, but I love New Orleans Bounce. Um, Drake just kind of put it on the map with this new track. But, I mean, if people have been following, you know, Sissy Noby, um, Where My Shaker's At, Volume 1, Volume 2, Big Frida's another monumental mover. Um, you know, she wrote that dick like a soldier. She wrote it like a soldier. She wrote it like a soldier. You never heard that, Joel? No? No? All right. I know what you're talking right, about. Where, 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 I'm just making sure I know if he was hip to this shit. <laughs> I said, bounce music is my shit. Um, but the Queen of Bounce says, um, she was hyped about appearing in Nice for What. She says that she just wants bounce artists to get their credit due. They want bounce on the mat. Um, she said, she spoke to the fader about when she received the call from Drake's people about appearing on Nice for What. She said she was down as soon as she heard the news. They reached out to my team and they wanted me to be a part of the project, she said. Once they told me, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was super excited about my voice being at the beginning of the song. They sent, the, sent me the track to prove it. And I was like, shit, I don't care what I what I say on it, long as I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I'm oh, on it. I hear that. She also, um, Big Freedom was also on Beyonce's 2016 hit formation in the beginning of the song. Um, as long as I'm on it, I don't give a like, fuck. Right, I'll say whatever y'all want. As long as I'm said. getting paid. She said, the credits are important, but for me, it's still putting New Orleans music on the map, and I'm happy with the check. Heard you. At the end of the day, that's what it's always about. It's always about that check. Um, in other news, NYU students are going to kick, kick it with uh, Professor Q-Tip next fall as he teaches one of the world's first jazz and hip-hop courses. 
The legendary rapper would join journalist Ashley Kahn of NYU's Clive Davis Institute of Recorded Music and the Tisch School of Arts. I'm I'm here for that. I think that's pretty dope. Um, yeah. To have him teach you a classic, that's fucking Q-tip. When I tell you niggas gonna be in class, pop taking yeah. selfies, Q- cutting up. I come in class every day with a new uh, Q-tip. Q-tip quote. <laughs> Q-tip has a lot of knowledge. For real. Yeah. Q-tip has a lot of knowledge. It's a vibrant thing. Hey, vibrant thing. Vibrant thing. Hey, move it for me. Hold it for me. Hey, move it for me. No. All right. Fuck it. Fuck you then. Okay. You drunk, yo. <laughs> you drunk, Not yet. yo. Not yet. I'm just a music head. Music makes me happy. I, I know who Q-tip is. Well, you should have joined in on the song. Fuck out of here. Um, they say YouTube will live stream no, you got it. Beyonce's Coachella performance, and we feel so smart for not giving up our rent money. You could watch Beyonce slay Coachella from the comfort of your couch. Niggas was calling this Coachella. Man, listen, <laughs> Coachella. <laughs> Coachella's Co- Coachella's expensive as hell, yo. And the thing is, like, you either want to be one of those, you either gonna be one of those people just walking around, or you either gonna be comfortable in VIP. I mean, but you're going to pay for the experience. Ultimately, that's what you're, you're ultimately paying for the experience. When it's all said and done, it's always about the experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you pay that money, yeah. but I fight those memories last forever, and you're going to flick it up with all the other Coachella heads. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to get the aura, the vibe, just being in that atmosphere. It's all about that energy that you receive. But you also might get your phone stolen. Um, If, you, there was if a... you're irresponsible with it. I mean, no, not even if you're irresponsible. There was a story last year about um, people losing their, um, people getting their phones stolen. Like, people go there specifically to steal phones or steal people's stuff. Why? And you see, people don't know about it because it's not in the news like That's that. That's some bum shit. What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean, why? What the fuck? You want like, to lose people phone? are dumb. People. Mm. Sell it. Unlock it. Sell it. Fake, you know, these scammers, scammers are out here. The only way they caught the person is because these people had find my, some of these people had find my iPhone on. These dumbasses would walk around with all these phones in a book bag. Mm, 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 mm. People are fucking ridiculous. Nah, I was, I was just going to say, I, I was just going to say that, I mean, going to these big concerts are cool, but you got to be mindful of your surroundings and what you have on you. A lot of people aren't. I mean that's all the time though. I mean I just find that that's typical street smarts though. That's not some. That's yeah, not new news. I mean it's new news for some people. You know what you write could be Mo Ryder. Wake up, people! Everybody don't have good intentions. Everybody don't think like you. Not yeah. Everybody everybody doesn't have good intentions. I was trolling this Twitter streets, my guy, and they got this fucking hashtag. How black are you, nigga? Somebody said the other day. Could mean two days ago or two years ago, motherfucker. I <laughs> fell out. So, like what? That's like, so true people, though. Yo, Aggie as hell. Like you could say the other day, you literally could be talking about, and it's no measures of time. Like it's not nothing specified. Everybody, everybody gets it when you reference the other day. Yeah. They said um somebody else put a picture of chicken bones on here. These bones is down to the gristle. They ate these shits alive. They's like well, this is what's less than my chicken. So how black are you? I eat chicken like that. My lady, shit. She be, how about, man, give me that fucking chicken. You wasting all this damn food. There's hungry people out here. <laughs> or, or do you smell like outside? I feel like that's only that's a black thing. Outside has a distinct smell. A distinct <laughs> smell, like outside. smell. Also, when you was a kid, you either had to go outside or stay inside because you wasn't going back and forth letting the air out. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> or that where you go to the kitchen to your butter container and everything's in there but fucking butter. Yeah. Yo, somebody this, else had a picture. I'm... That's <laughs> somebody funny, had a picture yo. of the top of a shoebox. Like this is our dustpan. <laughs> <laughs> somebody else said, How black are you? When I laugh at a joke, I run around. <laughs> That's <laughs> somebody else said, When I laugh at a joke, I clap my hands. That's yo. Niggas are Black shot is funny. out. Black people are shot the fuck out. Um, but our next story um, that we talked about here is about um, the new black TV shows, Docs and Movies, to watch on Netflix this spring. Um, I don't know if you guys seen Seven Seconds, which was about a 15-year-old boy. He's murdered. Um, his killer was a cop. And the series basically is the battle his family faces to bring ju- justice to a system that's plagued by racism and corruption. Regina King plays the role of his mom. Um, it's really, really good. She was a symbol of most black mothers whose kids have been taken too soon by a system set up to make things stay that way. Roxanne, Roxanne, I heard was amazing, but I have not got the time to sit and watch it yet. Yeah, it's just um, it's just never... so much stuff, so much stuff coming out that it's just like I ain't got time. I ain't got time to just hop on it and watch it. It's a lot going on. Yeah, they said it's about um, Lolita Shante Golden, aka Roxanne Shante. They said you're in for a treat. She started rapping when she was only nine and broke into the hip hop scene at fourteen. Damn, I might have to get into that. Everybody I talked to said it was good. Um, they also said first match, uh, Monique, played by Avir Emmanuel, has spent years in the foster care system and now yearns to connect with her ex-con father. In order to accomplish that, she joins a boys wrestling team. First match mixes a coming-of-age story with a sports story with a family story with gritty reality. It's a must-watch. Mm. Um, they also just released Rapture, which is about how hip-hop, hip-hop impacted global culture. Um, they asked Nas, Logic, T.I., and 2 Chainz, just to name a few. They share their life stories, their take on hip-hop, how it's affected culture, their struggles, and much more in an anthropo- anthropology series. Um, Flint Town. That was um, for two years, filmmakers follow cops in Flint, Michigan, a city plagued with violence, poverty, and we all know the clean water crisis. And times when Wait, they still have, they st- such a they still have the, the issue there. Yeah, they do. No, no, no. It says it's, fo- it's been following them, and it's still an ongoing oh. issue. Oh, Oh, okay. Gotcha, but it, gotcha. it, it, that Flint Town, it, that shit's good. I watched that. It had you feeling the way like, God, Lee. Like, what the hell? Like, Jesus, Christmas. Like, are you fucking like, that's serious? Still, that's, like, bro, it was deep. Yeah. Like, those cops are that's, underpaid. Like, bro, they were they were staffed bad. Like, their, their backlog on calls was like, they wouldn't probably get to you to two or three days unless you were like, literally like an uh, emergency call. They had a really, really small force and Flint is huge. That's wild. It's really, really good. And that's on top of the water crisis and shit. And they got a new, they had like new uh, chiefs come in. It was just a lot. Like it was a lot. New mayors came in like with the change of administration. There was change of people. The change with the way everything was run. It was effective for a little while. Then it went back to the way that it was. So it's kind of like they're in a place right now of like Flint is really fucked up. They're but not they don't doing got well water. I think they don't got water. I... This last story. People's water water source. It's over. I mean, that's like a that's a necessity. That's what it's going to cause you to cut up. That's a necessity. Like you know, people, you need water. That's like food. You need food to survive, to clean yourself. You can't brush your teeth with that water. You don't want to wash with that water. I read some story of some woman saying she washed with the water and like her skin is having like reactions to it. But that's the only way she got the shower. You know what I mean? Unless she's going to go and boil water, but still the water has a color. I wouldn't want to boil that and wash with it still. 
Nah, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you might clean it and get whatever germs out of it, but what do you, you know what I mean? Who the fuck wants to wash with yellow water? Brown, yeah. yellow water. You know? Nah, I get, I get what you're saying. This next story is a story of come correct or get checked. Killer Mike tried <laughs> to come for Joy Reid, and it did not go well for him at all. He made headlines recently, basically, for his appearance on the NRA's television platform. Um, it was aired in response to the March of Our Lives, highlighted the run the jewels rapper defending the second amendment particularly arguing its importance for black people many black people in the black many people in the black community wasn't here for it given nra's um reputation with race relations the rapper eventually apologized saying that his interview was used as a weapon like you weren't aware of that prior to you fucking going on there uh, let's find us a nigga to put on the show <laughs> let's you were the nigga that they found idiot <laughs> But anyway, Joy Reid posted really? a glam selfie of her of her with her hair and makeup stylist on a social media platform. And she said, uh, Harmus, right? Well, Killer Mike saw H&M and went off. She, uh, she, he was like, so me doing, a gun, doing an interview about black gun ownership with the NRA is bad, but you promoting a company that tagged a black child as a monkey is good, cool, and acceptable? The rapper commented on her photo, citing the retailer's racist fiasco involving their coolest monkey in a jungle apparel. Unfortunately for Killer Mike, Reed wasn't, she wasn't referring to the retailer at all. She actually met H&M for hair and makeup. And mm. <laughs> he went. He basically went in, like screenshot of her was on Instagram, acting a donkey, yo, going to fucking. So he took a L. She came back. It's like all of these different uh, gifts on Twitter and, and memes that the people put together. He ended up eventually putting out an apology, <laughs> um, saying you know sucks. he was sorry, he misunderstood, he didn't know. But it's kind of like yo, don't come out your face to end up getting yeah, red. Do your research. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Do your research. Like, please check, do your research. Before you come for somebody, address somebody, or try to call yourself saying some shit, make sure you know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you came for her on a social media platform for everybody to see. You have a huge following. And then for you to get shut down. You look fucking stupid. Yeah. You look stupid. And that comes into, again, that comes into the, the idea of, like, that comes into our um, Brotherhood Smoke segment of accountability. You know, mm. so and, and self-reflecting. Um, in this segment, I'm going to highlight, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine recently about a friendship, you know what I mean, that they had. They've been friends with this person, you know, childhood friends. And this person just kind of hasn't been reciprocating the friendship. There was never anything done um, out of ill will or anything done that was, you know, deliberately, like, I guess, harmful or, you know, malicious. But it was just uh -huh. fucked up shit happening. Like, this person, like, you know, you invited them out to your birthday party. They made you a promise they were going to do something, just doesn't, didn't show up, didn't come through, never gave an explanation, you know, nothing detailing why, anything like that, you know. And then you're going out of your way to invite this person, you know, to your wedding or to, you know, something important in your life. Like, I honestly wouldn't even have extended that invitation, me personally. And it's not from a petty standpoint. It's one of the things of knowing what you deserve. You know what I mean? I was in a position like that myself where I had friends I was friends with for years who eventually just started treating me funny. Like, you know what I mean? I went to college, and these people started, but before I went to college and kicked it with them, everything was good. You know, they were in, you know, their whatever year of community college, doing their thing. Once I left for college, and I was, you know, excelling, doing well, motherfuckers started treating me funny. You know what I mean? And for a while, I fought for those friendships. I fought for these people to be in my life. I fought. You know, I was overexerting, doing, you know, everything I did in my life, I tried to include these people, and it was like they literally did not want to be there. So after a yeah. while, I came to the realization, you know, if you don't want to fucking be here, why am I so pressed to have you here? You know, why am I so pressed right. to have you in my life? Why am I so pressed? If you don't give a fuck about being here, why do I give that much of a fuck about you being here? You know what I mean? That's like the same thing like with people that you check up on and don't check up on you. Why go? Why do that? Don't play yourself. You know what I mean? You have the answers to the questions that we wonder about, but yet we don't accept it. 
for mm. some odd reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel like, and then in that same respect, I feel like you also have to hold yourself accountable for when you aren't performing or when you do things wrong. You always have to sit and look yeah. at your own character and reflect on things. And not only with friendships, that goes with relationships as well. Every action has a consequence. Everything that happens, everything that every outcome is driven from something. You get what I mean? So I feel like yeah. in being accountable, it goes both ways. You can hold other people accountable to their shit, but in that, be sure to hold yourself accountable to your own shit. I mean, at times, personally, personally, I don't care about like um, certain things. Um, but it's like, you know, you have those friendships that like you had for a long time and you should understand how each person reacts or each person acts. And, you know, you guys should be able to bounce back from whatever situation. But I mean, a lot of, a lot mm. of times that doesn't happen. Some people take things too too right. hard and be like, all right, nah, fuck that. I keep, I'm done dealing with this. And it is what it is. Uh, no, but I feel like when you give, not even that, when you give again and again and again, or you keep prying, you gotta keep stop. trying to understand, you gotta stop. or trying to, to fix what's not no. broken. It, but that's what I'm stop. saying. But you're saying, you know, sometimes you just said sometimes, you said sometimes, you know, but I mean, you but some, the, you just say, you know, sometimes people take things to heart. Sometimes like the thing is, I mean, I guess, you, I so, guess you're right. Sometimes guess people right. think, take things to heart and some, you just got to take a step back and don't care anymore. Like you don't, Right now, you're you want them to reciprocate, but it comes to the point where sometimes people don't know how to do it back. So you just got to be like, you got to stop doing what you're doing and take a step back. People take notice when you stop doing what you're doing because what in their mindset they're just like, oh, he's gonna do that because he always does that. You already you already set the standard that you're the type of person that you will always be there and always do this. You will always do that. A lot of times you just have to stop, take a step back, and don't care. Don't do it. Which is a lot easier said than done, I feel like. In a lot of instances, it's a lot easier said yeah. than done. I mean, a lot of, you got to look at the, the you got to look outside of friendship as well because not a lot of things are reciprocated at all. You could do things for, for other people that aren't as close as these people, and people get so accustomed to you constantly doing things for for them they will continue coming back to you right for you to do things for them until you say no and take a step back and disappear it's more so on, it's yeah, more so right. on you than on them like you can yes at the same time you can be like yo why don't i mean i'm doing all this stuff you don't do anything for me blah blah, blah. you could do that but at the same time you already set that precedence that yeah, I am that person. I'm that go-to person. Boom. I do this, I do that. And then you keep doing it. And people get comfortable with that. And they allow you to do it. They don't say anything. They allow you to do it. The, but the moment you disappear, take a step back, they're normally the first ones who notice. Um, True, but sometimes they don't. I just think my friends just didn't fuck with me no more and I just didn't get the message. That's what it came to to me because it never came around to it. It's like, you know, I get these random messages here and there like, oh, I miss you. I miss, you know, I hope all is well type deal. But it's kind of like, do you really? Is that shit genuine? I mean, because I have some friends that like, I have friends that I met in college that are lifelong friends that I never had to question their loyalty yeah. to me. Never had to question what their intentions were with, with me. Never had to question, you know, who they were to me or who they were in my life. And I could call them at the drop of a dime and I knew they would be there for mm -hmm. me. Never had a second thought. Where these people after a while was kind of like, well, damn, we've been friends for years. I've been friends with them. I'm talking teenager. 15, 16, 
going forward. And just one day out of the blue, switched completely the fuck up. And was just like, hey, you know, fuck you. Yeah. I feel you. Which is kind of crazy to me. But again, like I said, accountability. Hold these people accountable, but self-reflect. And take lessons from those situations every time. Everything that there's a blessing in every lesson. In all of those instances, you have to be sure to take something from it. You know what I mean? And always find a silver mm-hmm. lining. Because even in shit that may seem bad, there's always something good to come out of it. Even in the ending of those friendships, you learn about yourself. You know, you learn about other people. And it also is one of those things where, you know, when we're in situations that we can't control, we tend to lose our minds. You know what I mean? Or, or, or if we're a perfectionist, like myself. When relationships and things don't work out the way that you want them to, it eats you alive. You're trying to figure out, what the fuck did I do wrong? What went wrong? No. Uh-uh. Analyze it for what it is and move the fuck on. Ain't no, it's nothing else that could be said or done about mm-hmm. that. But in the Black Trailblazer segment... I'm going to open up with starting with the Atlanta Board of Education. Like, shout out to them. So, the Atlanta school attended by Martin Luther King Jr. is to be reopened and renovated after more than 40 years. Um, the Board of Ed in Atlanta recently approved the $46 million project. Um, in a unanimous vote, they approved the next steps to transform David T. Howard School Building into David T. Howard Middle School. Um, MLK attended the school from 1936 to 1940 during his early days in his academic career. Um, I can't think of a better year to have this approved. On the 50th anniversary, making his life and his legacy, the superintendent, Maria Karstarfin, said during Monday's meeting. Um, last week, render, renderings of the proposed school were released online on the anniversary of MLK's assassination. Um, if you go to the City of Atlanta's Twitter page, at City of Atlanta, um, they have images here of what the school looks like and what it will look like. Um, it's, it should be an amazing project. I think it's an amazing thing. I feel like we want to keep his legacy alive. And what better way than to enhances old school and we're tying his name to it um, yeah that is really that is really dope um there's also a new docuseries coming out called black lives blue laws which explores what really happens in communities after the police kill um you may turn off the news but the families can't turn off their pain the idea of this project was sparked by blackbird and the movement for black lives to highlight the impact communities face from non-indictments of police officers after they mm. kill um, the series was produced by Militia Media. Um, they're going to walk viewers through the real world, the real work and healing that happens once news cameras stop rolling. I think this is going to be very, very good. And I, I hope the people that need to see this sees this because I feel like the primary audience is going to be people who already know what goes yeah. into this. The people that are primarily affected. And I hope the ones that aren't are the ones that sit and watch these documentaries to understand why people march, why people kneel, you know, why people are rebelling, why people are up in arms about this. Um, another black trailblazer um, are these black mamas um, the women are giving the healthcare system a much needed reminder that black mamas matter black women are three times more likely to die in childbirth than white women um, the CDC report revealed that black women are three to four times more likely to experience a pregnancy related death than their white counterparts um, Serena Williams recently opened up about her own negative childbirth experience and the racial disparities that occur in healthcare bringing even more awareness to these issues that black women face while giving birth and I quote, doctors aren't listening to us, just to be quite frank. William said not long after giving birth to her daughter, we're dying three times more likely, knowing that going in there, there are some doctors not caring as much for us, and it's heartbreaking. The Black Mamas Alliance hopes to bring change to that and plans to launch its first National Black Maternal Health Week this spring. The goal of the week is to, to deepen the conversation around black maternal health and amplify black, black women leaders who are working on this issue. Organizers will host community events in California, Florida, Georgia, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Ohio, and Texas in an effort to raise awareness about the maternal health racial gaps in care and come up with solutions on how to close them. I think this is very important. I agree. Um, 
this is this but see, this this shit's very important. I feel like could you could you imagine that? You know what I mean? All the people that go through this, you know, the black women that are facing these things, again, three to four times more likely. Three to four times. Yeah, that's a lot. That's nigga, what? That's crazy. Um, the next black trailblazer is um, a black owned brand is raising money to launch an interactive graphic novel inspired by Sailor Moon. <laughs> When Black Magic meets Sailor Moon, you get the best of both worlds. Adorned by Kai or Chai or Shy, adorned by Shy, C H I, a black owned brand led by uh, Jaque A is creating a graphic novel inspired by the popular 1990s anime series. Um, this article could be found on Blavity. It's pretty dope. Um, they started a Kickstarter um, asking donors to give what they can to help fundraise 15000 for production of the interactive novel, which centers around five Nigerian students. The dainty outfits sported by the characters as well as their dope superpowers will strike a familiar chord with Sailor Moon. The graphic novel will feature a storyline similar to that in the 1990 series. Five characters will enter a world of magic when an ancient apocalyptic beast named Nothing Awakens and threatens humankind. This is pulling from the Nigerian Igbo mythology. A will write this 100 plus page graphic novel and comic series with Crystal Galloway creating the artwork. Galloway is a, a Chicago-based illustrator, and A reg resides in Dallas, Texas. Other creators involved in this project include animator Brittany Galloway, who will turn all the characters' transformations into an animated sequence. I think this is pretty fucking yeah. lit, too. Black Girl Magic. Get these, get these kids lit. One of their names is Emeka. Another one is Chia Mecca. Go, Go, Go and Kalishi, and, and Kiara. This is pretty yeah, dope. That sounds um, with really 25 good. days left, they've raised about six grand, um, and they're almost halfway back so if y'all got it go and support this dope ass project black girl magic um our next story shout out to trayvon martin's mom for just crossing delta sigma theta um she joined the miami alumni chapter of the organization um she's been committed to social justice and advocacy and ending gun violence since her son trayvon martin was tragically killed in 2012. Um, now fulton is a member of the historic african-american sorority dedicated to public service delta sigma theta sorority incorporated According to Watch the Yard, Fulton officially joined the sorority's Miami alumni chapter, which was chartered in 1941. She's the founder of Trayvon Martin Foundation, an organization dedicated to fighting gun violence, strengthening families, advocating for the youth, and STEM education for minorities and women, among other advocacy efforts. That's dope. Um, I think that's, that's lit. Like, shout out to his mom. I feel like she's been out here moving, like, you know, since the death of her son. I feel like she's been out here literally a, a very powerful moving yeah. force um, on the social justice front, her and mm -hmm. her husband. And, um, you know, through that pain, they took it and, and they flipped it. They turned it into power and they made a lot of money moves and power moves since then. They've been advocating and out here doing a lot of work for the community. Shout out to her. Ski <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um... Our next one is going to be Naomi Wadler, an 11-year-old activist who spoke up for forgotten black girls. Um, on Saturday's March for Our Lives was one for the history book. Thousands of teens and adults took to the streets across the country to advocate for tighter gun control laws. Among them was a fifth grader, Naomi Wadler, who gave an incredibly inspiring speech about black girls who perished due to gun violence, but whose stories rarely get attention. She was chosen to speak at the march in D.C. after she organized the walkout at her elementary school on March 14th, and she did deliver. In her passionate, eloquent, and empowering speech, she stated that she is there to represent and speak for many black girls and women who lose their lives to gun violence, but never make it on the front page of the newspaper or the nightly news. She went on to say, I am here today to represent Cortland Arrington. I am here today to represent Hadia Pendleton. Pendleton. I am here today to represent Tiana Thompson, who at just 16 was shot dead at her home in Washington, D.C. Her speech is a reminder that, again, the gun control debate is not limited to school shootings. She said, I represent African-American women who are victims of gun violence who simply... Who are simply statistics instead of vibrant, beautiful girls full of potential. 
at 11 years old, that's magnificent. Because at 11 years old, I didn't have, yeah. I didn't have that in me to stand and speak in front of a bunch of people. I didn't get that shit together till college. <laughs> to be honest, I was nervous mm-hmm. as hell speaking in front of people. Public speaking was a, a huge fucking fear of mine, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and for our personal troubles this week, we're going to talk about um, at it's at Headliners New Jersey on Instagram, all lowercase, one word. Um, this is the best of the past, present, and future. It's a thrifting company. Trade. Um, they do worldwide shipping. You can DM to purchase. There's an array of jerseys, um, sports gear, sunglasses, hats, sneakers. Um, all your thrifty needs, all the, the great dope finds um, for great negotiable prices. So I say look into it. Um, if you guys go on Instagram, um, they have a website coming soon. They're uh, stationed out in New, New Brunswick, New Jersey. So if you like thrifted goods and thrifted finds, it's Tommy shit, polo shit, uh, Nikes, Tommy sneaks. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, soccer jerseys, basketball jerseys, again, <laughs> fitteds, all types of shit, jackets, whatever you think you might want to get your hands on. I say check it out. It's a lot of dope shit here. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, it's mad lit. Um, you got to look it up. It's pretty, pretty popping. Again, and they, they do ship shit out, and they PayPal, so cash app, all that. So go out there and spend your bread. If you don't like going out to the thrift stores, like I don't like going out shopping, have somebody do that shit for you. They buy, sell, and trade, by the way, too. So if you into that, swapping out shit, get into that, too. But um, I think this about wraps up episode three. Um, You have anything else you want to add? Hey. Anything you want to get off your chest? Ah, you know... I'm tired of this confused ass weather. That's it. It's gonna be um, in the seventies. I'm ready weekend. for the summer. It's gonna be out here in sundresses, thongs, booty yeah. shorts. It's gonna be lit. All that. It's gonna be <laughs> gonna be seventy seven eighty on Saturday and then smooth fifty on Sunday. And back in the twenties next week. How much you want to bet? Yeah. Yep. I agree. The weather's absolutely ridiculous. Mad, Mad disrespectful. All right, I'm your host, Taylor Made, along with my right hand man. Random guy, Kev. Hey, get at me. Get nice at have me. Get a good at one. me. It's lit. Again, nice for what? Everybody get your motherfucking roll on. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. We out. <laughs>